Hot topics and interviews. And that's just how we do it. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the Entertainment Man Podcast. Entertainment Man Podcast is brought to you by Crispy on the Web. Go to crispyontheweb.com for more information, social media, and much, much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Man Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Man. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another interview podcast. Uh, today, we have a good friend of mine who I've known for almost six years. No, sorry, not six years. Uh, since 2015. Seven years. It's Jimmy from the Record Machine Show. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, doing good. Just rolling with all kinds of different interviews with this podcast and, you know, just keeping busy and working on some other little side projects and, you know, just keeping busy. So, uh, for those who don't know, Jimmy and I actually know each other uh, for about seven years now. Uh, since 2015, we met on a uh, platform called JustCast, uh, which is defunct. It doesn't exist anymore. It, you look it up, it's not there. But can you talk about how we met and where we met? Yeah, um, I believe I was doing my uh, my record machine show on JustCast at the time. And uh, at, at the time, there wasn't that many shows on there. There was only a few of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were doing a show, and uh, I believe uh mad dog dave was doing one and um that guy steve from yep. uh, hampshire radio he mm-hmm. had a show and um i believe it was just like one day i was doing my my uh show it was like in the morning time or something like that and you came in and we just you know started talking and then you know just from there we just came friends you know we messaged mm-hmm. each other uh on facebook followed each other on our you know our facebook groups and group pages stuff like that and you know uh, we've been talking ever since i mean that's going on like you said seven years or so now yeah it's 22, so yeah Oh, we had a period of time we weren't talking for a little bit, but that's that's in the past. But um, yeah, I think I believe I met you through, through Mad Dog Dave in a little bit. I think I was then that recommended them re- recommended you to go uh, to go to your show, and I said okay. So I checked it out, and uh, you know the rest is history. Yeah, um, he he was doing like a uh, I think he was doing like a sports show or something on there, and yeah. I just have to go in there, and um, you know we were talking about sports, and uh, you know I, I met his girlfriend and stuff, and yeah. I believe he said he. <laughs> did a, uh, a show or two with you at one time or another yeah yeah that was a very that was a very short short-lived uh show for a little bit but you know it is it is what it is in the end you know some things work some things don't work so you know yeah there's a reason why that site closed down in the first place right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh can you tell uh tell me and my listeners how the record machine first began year and uh about the show like can you tell me when the record machine show first began uh the year the the show began and you know when it was known as a radio show on the radio platforms like the cam Vaughn, just gas cam up etc well i started uh, doing internet radio back in 2001 <laughs> when i discovered uh, a site called live365.com mm-hmm. and i created like my own station on there and i would do like a live show i think it was like once a week or something like that and then the rest of the time i ran an automation program um with this software called zara radio it was free at the time and when i was on um, Live 365, I believe it was around I want to say 2008. Mm-hmm. I was listening to another show, and it, the reason it, it drew my attention was because the show was called Jersey's Classic Rock, and it was a station that was out of New Jersey, which was the, the state that I lived in at the time. So I started listening to this kid named JJ. He was a young guy. He was only maybe like 20, and uh, he started saying, well, besides here, I'm broadcasting on a video stream uh, uh, platform called stickham.com. And I'm like, hmm, what's that? So I, uh, I went on the computer, and I typed 
typed in the address and I was like blown away because I started seeing all these people that were doing their radio show, but they were doing it with cameras on them and they were talking to the list. Wow, brilliant. You know? So I created a, an account at time and uh, I opened up my own my own room and um, first show that I, I came across was uh, it was the Wolf Radio Show and it was on Rocktown Radio and I'm seeing this this guy he had a he had like a bar set up in his house like one of them tiki bars with the grass you know, roof yeah. and he's got a cowboy hat on and shades and he's drinking his liquor and you know he's doing this uh, this show called Rocktown Trivia so I'm like oh I know about music so I started you know chiming in and I started beating everybody's ass like I was I was answering all the questions right <laughs> stuff. they were you know he was kind of like who the hell is this guy and then you know we started uh you know talking and he said to me he goes well you know if you need any help setting up your your uh your show and everything i'll do it you know i'll help do it so um wolf had sent me a uh, a link at the time it was it was like a, a software where he was able to operate my computer uh, from his house so he changed all the settings on my computer so that i broadcast and um from there i started doing a show uh in rocktown radio for a while and uh, i was also doing the record machine show so that was around like 2008 and i was probably on stick until uh i guess when it closed I'm, i want to say what was it like 2013 2014 they shut that down it was 2013 i think i think it was just a month apart from blog tv that shut down mm-hmm. yeah and while i was on there i met uh i met a lot of people i met uh pesh uh, you know pesh from 5150 I, they had a cool yeah. stage time they had at the time hank and jim was on there who i also met hank Hayes mm-hmm. and jim um i met uh the big dog on there his mm-hmm. wife donna god rest her soul she's mm-hmm. she way up years back um she was a cool lady too donna yeah. Florida. then i met another cool donna um donna uh shank she's from uh Poughkeepsie. i actually gave her her screen name foxy rock um and she used to come into my show all the time and she also mm-hmm. ran my automation for me while i was at work which was pretty cool she was a mod um and then later on i met the, the gator mick um you know scott florida son and yeah um you know just like lots of cool people but mm-hmm. uh you know once that once that um shut down then like I said, his other plat like Just Cat um, was the other one, uh, Cam Up, mm-hmm. which now kind of slow too. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. I started doing Record Machine Show uh, on the streaming platform 2008. That ain't question. Okay, yeah, uh, streaming platforms have gone back a long way back. Uh, I started in 2009, so a year after you, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've been at it for a while. Uh, so can you talk about how you uh, start? So I guess we kind of answered that uh, how you got started in radio. Um, how did you find out? So we know about uh, we found out about uh, the platform. Uh, so how many platforms has your radio show been on? Let's see. Um, you had Live 365, mm-hmm. uh, Stickham, Log TV, Ustream, mm-hmm. uh, Just Cast. Yeah cam up did i say stick cam i think so it's so about six or seven that's probably. a lot yeah it's a lot of platforms yeah and uh yeah yeah that's probably about it i would think i didn't know you and were I, sorry um no i was gonna say like probably more than half of those are gone already right yeah well uh ustream was bought over by ibm you have to pay now uh just guess is gone stick has gone uh blocky we's gone right and so that's like that is like almost half of them yeah, yeah. unfortunately but it happens oh, i was on vaughn too yeah well that's still <laughs> we know that's still up and around uh yawn, yawn. yawn. yeah <laughs> for those who don't know we're not a big fan of it we're i know we're making fun of them but you know it's all in good fun you know i right. uh, just let you guys know uh, i didn't know you were on blog tv i never knew that yeah i was on there uh it wasn't that long uh. i think it was maybe six months to a year because uh after i was on there they started having uh i guess issues and then they shut down so yeah it wasn't long. just a little bit so that was like what 2012 i guess i don't even i couldn't even tell you i 
I just know I was on there because that's how I met. Um, I believe that's how I met Gil and Cody yeah. from uh, from Quebec. Okay, she's it was show on that. What inspired you to create uh, what is now an amazing show on video platforms that you were on? Uh, you mean the interview show? The sorry, the uh, radio show. Um, you talking about the show I'm doing now or the one that I you used to do? Oh, okay. Um, well, growing up, I I, I always had uh, like a uh, thing for music. I started you know collecting tapes and 45 albums um, at the time. CDs weren't even being made when I started. Um, so I guess I was around, I want to say about 12 when I started getting into that. And uh, my first job actually playing music was uh, I was 12 years old and I got a job at the uh, the Little League Stadium in my town. And the job was play record during during the game, like innings and, you know, when the innings were over. And not only that, but announcing the batters that they came up at. And uh, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, I did that for a couple of years. And then when I was old enough to drive, um, I answered Ned in the paper uh, to be a, a mobile DJ. And a mobile DJ is somebody that packs up their equipment and goes to different events and does, you know, live party and stuff like that. And uh, I started calling myself uh, the record machine then. And it wasn't even a show. It was just a name of, uh, you know, like my, I guess my DJ personality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I called myself that is because <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was dating this girl and uh, we would always, you know, we would hang out and we'd play music. It, to her, it seemed like there was nothing I didn't have. So she just turned around to me. She's like, you know what? She's like, you're just like a record. She just have everything. And I always remembered her saying it. And then when I started uh, DJ, and that's how I came up with that name. And then I started uh, working for this guy, Dave, who owned the company, um, a DJ company. And he, he actually gave a whole set of equipment, two turntables, microphones, speakers, stands. You know, as long as I worked for him, I was out, I was able to keep, you know, you know, hold on to that stuff. And while I was there, I met this other guy, Don, who worked company. And we came up with this idea where we're going to save up our own money and buy our own stuff and then go on our own after a while. And uh, that's what we did. So me and Don became DJ partners. And like at 21, I started you know, DJing in clubs and stuff like that, still calling myself uh, the record machine. And, um, you know, we traveled to uh, to California. We did shows out there. We did shows in Vegas, uh, Baltimore, all over New York City. I worked in New York City here, uh, including, including the uh, the Jersey Shore. But then in 2001, like I said, that's when I discovered uh, the internet radio. Uh, I, I pretty much researched sites on the internet and I found mm-hmm. Live 65. It was in my, uh, you know, my price range and my budget. And that's when I sort of created the radio show from there. I just took my knowledge from the music that I collected over the years and, you know, things that I had learned and taught myself, and uh, from 2001 on, that's when I when I started mm. doing it. Alright, uh, so uh, what genres did you play uh, on your uh, radio show? When I started the radio show, um, it was basically based on the classic hits format, which was, you know, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, and a little mm-hmm. bit of ninth at the time. I was always into the classic hits, the oldies radio, uh, where, where I I grew up there was a station called uh, CBS and uh, you know had some of the coolest radio uh, announcers they had the, the reverb and you know the coolest jingles and stuff like that so I kind of wanted to like mirror that kind of format and while I was on live uh, this guy had been listening to my show he sent me a message and uh, with the message he attached a jingle that he made for me he's a radio uh, radio announcer guy and he goes uh, you know let me know what you think about this this one's free if you like them you know if you like it and you're interested I give you a good price on on an imaging package for your station. So uh, his name is Gary Rich, by the way. He's from uh, Connecticut. I love the guy's voice. Like, he was amazed the way he did it, the way he set it up. Uh, I wound up hiring Gary over the years. Gary is in the voice of uh, the Record Machine Show, uh, also my podcast. Uh, that intro in the beginning, that's Gary voice. Um, mm-hmm. I basically wrote out, I used to, I write scripts. I do uh, radio jingles myself, liners. I wrote mm-hmm. the script out of my ideas and I gave him to Gary. Gary, uh, magnificent uh, liners for the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I told you, uh, the stuff that 
he sent me a little day. And you've uh, you have the one the uh, jingle for Entertainment Podcast now, which you guys now hear only on the audio only side. You don't hear it on the video because of copyright with YouTube. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy pretty well did the jingle. He also did the intro with my voice, so it's it's awesome though. I love it. It's I think it makes a big difference having something professionally done. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes things so much better for your shows. Yeah, I had so much fun doing them too. I'm glad you like them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you did the you did another one. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, the uh, the one for the movie for the uh, regular collab too, uh, which I still have and I haven't used it yet because of I haven't done any other collabs with anyone else at the moment. Uh, most favorite artist or song that you play on your radio shows? Um, I'm gonna have to say I'm a huge Elvis fan. Uh, okay. I don't really have. I guess I love that song Kentucky Rain. That's mm-hmm. one of my Elvis songs. You know, I don't I don't pick the uh, the obvious ones like Suspicious Mind or I'm All Shook Up. I love uh, Kentucky Rain. I love uh, In the Ghetto. It's mm-hmm. a great song. Um, I'm a big Chicago fan. I love playing Chicago records. Mm-hmm. So anything that has a horn in it like that. Um, I mean, even my wedding song, Chicago song, Just mm-hmm. You and Me. Uh, we had that played at my wedding when me and Robin got married. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. So, you know, the funky sounds and the beats. Mm-hmm. Anything that has, you know, a good story in it mm-hmm. or a good beat to it, I love yeah. it. I like the song uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a great tune. That's a very danceable song. I love that one. That's a great one to kick a show off with or even a live part. I mean, I used to play it when I did my uh, my weddings. Mm-hmm. When my friend Dom would do a wedding to get people to get up. Oh, as soon as you play that song, everybody jumps out of their chair. They yeah. love it. Until this day, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And it was actually, the first time I heard it was on uh, the movie Night at the Museum. Which oh, had, yeah, that's cool. It is, yeah. That's, I thought, what is that song? I I looked it up. like, okay, I'm going to play it on YouTube. And I fell in love with it since. So mm-hmm. it's a yeah. great tune. I've actually seen When the Fire Live, they played with Chicago. Yeah. I took my wife to that con. That was a great yeah. one. Chicago's a great band. Uh, that has, uh, what's his name? Peter Cetera? I think it yeah, is. He was, yeah, yeah um, he was in Chicago. He wasn't in Chicago when I went to see them. He had, he already left the band yeah. to uh, solo career. He's, he sang a lot of uh, like love songs and ballads after he left uh, Chicago. Yeah, and he did, uh, he, uh, Patty Smythe, I think he did a song with too. Yeah, maybe. I know he did one with, uh, he did a song with Cher. Yeah. I think it was called After All. Yeah, and also I've seen uh, Peter, not Peter Cetera, uh, Don Henley in person in Toronto. So it was pretty cool. He just was randomly there for a performance. Like, okay. My dad said, that's Don Henley. He said, it's a free show. So I got a free performance from a famous artist. So Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, that, yeah, that's another band too. The Eagles. I love the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most favorite thing about doing radio shows on any of the platforms? Um, Well, as far as like the video stream goes, I would have to say, I don't, I don't know how you, how you felt when you did it. But when I did it, I would get a rush from the response from the people watching. Like the stuff that they would say like you know the good stuff mm-hmm. uh, it was just like a high you know, to like see how many you know how many people you, you know draw in and listen and pay attention to you you know I mean who who wouldn't like that you know I mean it's exactly. you know, a lot of say it's not about number and stuff like that but mm-hmm. you know when you see people looking forward to your show every week showing up and you know mm-hmm. saying things to you or you know how you, you made my day or like do playing this song or saying what you said mm-hmm. you know to me that's that's the, the greatest reward in my opinion yeah uh do you miss the radio shows um not not really mm-hmm. um and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way mm-hmm. uh, you know we do certain things in our life but, but at, at some point you know you have to move on from that yeah and, um, to me it just ran its course it's not that I don't I don't like it I just found joy in something else that I started by accident uh, you know to me you know uh, it's not you know I don't, I'm not knocking anybody that does you know like plays music or a radio show like that mm-hmm. um, that's what they enjoy then they should do it uh, for me I kind of like I said I stumbled
stumbled upon something that wasn't really planned but worked out the way it did and i'm happy mm-hmm. i took that turn and you know i to me it's more rewarding so yeah. that's why i'm doing it not saying mm-hmm. i would never go back to that um i may at some point and who knows i may turn around i mean you know i did do something uh last week i worked on a, a, another show um that plays music mm-hmm. but music that it's focused on based on all the artists that were on mm-hmm. that are on my show it's not mm-hmm. you know commercial or top 40 music that you know the regular radio station mm-hmm. and i listened to it it's really good you guys it, uh, whenever jimmy pulls it up on uh, com, check it out it is awesome uh so uh, hmm? i said i appreciate that yeah i was i'm gonna have to listen to it again at some point uh in my day uh so were your songs cds cassettes vinyl or was that just a variety what was that uh was were your songs cds cassettes vinyl or was it uh, like a variety of uh different formats of the music oh uh, my collection uh, i have a few thousand albums i have a few thousand 45s um i would say as far as cds go probably four to five thousand cds wow and i have about 300 uh eight track tapes and i have about maybe four to five hundred cassette tapes um and i when i was doing my music show uh, i would use those formats while i was uh playing like i have two turntables here i have a dual cd player i have a dual cassette player and i also have uh two eight track uh, decks and i would do a segment on my show called eight track flashback what i did was is i queued the tapes up or the show and uh, I would show you know I would show the listeners like yeah, here it is and I'd pop, pop it in the tape hear it pop and you'd hear it play mm-hmm. and that was the fun thing about you know doing that show a lot of people weren't doing that mm-hmm. a lot of us clicking on a mouse playing the M3 I was actually playing the, the actual format whether mm-hmm. it was CD or cassette tape uh, mm-hmm. a track with a vinyl record so mm-hmm. I, have a, I have every format I think the only thing I don't have um, and I always want to get one and I, I may still get one to add to my collection mm-hmm. it's a real dope player okay cool any advice for those who want to get into radio um, if it's something if it's something that you they enjoy they have to find their niche they have to find the, the, the one thing they're good at whether it's if they want to do a show about music you know pick the music that you like and um, you know do a little research get some good programs uh for your computer because you want you know you want to sound good um if you're doing a talk show you know talk about something that you you know about you know i mean yeah. you know about politics and you want to talk about politics do that you, you know about music and uh you know talk about that or you know personal health some people like to talk about their their personal health issues i think that's great because when people do that and they share their story it helps other people that you know maybe feel like they're lost and they don't know what to do yeah. you know they think they're the only one that feels that way and then they hear you know somebody who who has the same problem or the same issues as them i think that can be very helpful too so i mean uh radio right now is like not really um it's not the highest paying job so you really have to you really have to love it to uh to want to get mm-hmm. into it time i don't do it full time i have another job um you know this is kind of like you know extra for me mm-hmm. uh, but if you if you're doing it for a career you know you also got to move to a big market too you got to move to like a new york or or los angeles or chicago uh, las vegas places like that if you live in a small area chances are on a smaller station yeah the experience and uh uh, I guess, yeah, the experience and the, the airtime, the more airtime that you have, uh, the better you can get. Yeah. 
Alright, um, I'd like to talk about more about your podcast, The Record Machine Show. Um, can you tell my listeners a little bit about your podcast? Well, um, like I said earlier, uh, it was around uh, 2017, the end of 2017. Uh, I was talking to my wife one night, and I was still doing the music show, and I said to her, you know, what do you think about me, like, having a guest on, like, on a Saturday night and talking to them for, like, you know, a little bit during, you know, to break up the music and stuff? She's like, yeah, why not go for it? Um, you know, so I had uh, the first couple of guests I had on there, I believe I had uh, Lewis St. August from the band Mass. Uh, they're out of Boston and uh, they had a lot of good songs back in the 80s and the 90s and they just came out uh, with a new record uh, in 2018 so that was like perfect timing to have him on and uh, then I had um, Danny Roberts the country singer on there and uh, I had a guy named Jimmy Sweet but what happened was the first like first time I did it I didn't I wasn't expecting it to be like like a, like a life changing thing you know what I mean I just thought I was going to have guests on and still do my music show and after I ha- had had first guest on people were messaging me oh who's the next guy I'm like next guy yeah they're like the next guest aren't you gonna have a, you know, a new guest on the show and I, I wasn't even thinking I'm like wow I'm like they're like yeah you should do it they, you know we really enjoyed the first one so then like I said I had then after Lewis then I had uh I had Danny, Danny Roberts on and I had this guy Art Mateus from a band called Diver and the Aurora Project and I had this ER doc from, from Teaneck New Jersey who actually made an album uh, his name is Tim Lancaster he was on the show and once I started seeing everybody was like enjoying that I was like you know what maybe I'm gonna shift gears maybe I'm just gonna start doing this now so it, it, it took me a few months to, to let go of the music totally mm. just do the interview process but I think once I got that initial feedback from, from the listeners and uh, the other thing I liked about it too is I was able to record the shows at my leisure like I didn't have to stay mm-hmm. up you know because when we do those those video chat rooms it seemed like you went on during the daytime no one was around yeah it had to go on at night in order to get listeners mm-hmm. you know as we get older you know we don't like to stay up mm-hmm. so once I started doing just the interview uh, portion that's it, um, it, it it was easier on me and it was also easier on the artists because when I was doing that music show it was on like a Saturday night and most artists or you know bands or whatever they do a show do shows on uh, yeah. Saturday night so you know you're kind of limited to who you get to the way but once I switched that format where I was just talking you know, I would beat your two of the track um, it was so much easier so then I just started I totally cut out the uh, the video uh, chat platform and I created an account on Mixcloud and I would start recording my shows during the week mostly a lot of times I was recording them in, mor- in the morning before I'd go to work and uh, you know I'd edit the, the shows and then I would post them on po- uh, the podcast site Mixcloud and uh, I've been with, with Mixcloud since uh, late 2017 uh, when I recorded mm-hmm. that first interview and uh, I'll tell you Chris I haven't looked mm-hmm. back I, I've been doing this interview show since late 2017 I've had so mm-hmm. many uh, great guests on there and uh, you know I'm having too much fun I'm not stopping anytime mm-hmm. soon that's good I'm glad to hear that it's a good show it's uh I know a lot of uh, artists that you've interviewed have actually followed me on Mixcloud too which is really cool to make that connection to them yeah it's kind of like basically the show my format is it's um, it's like I try to go between like 20 and 30 minutes with somebody you know I usually ask around 8 questions and mm-hmm. then I feature 2 of their tracks then I mix you know my my intro and all that into that and then I just post it up on Mixcloud mm-hmm. and, uh, you know like you said it's, it is it is good networking because people don't understand when you comment on somebody else's hot mm-hmm. name they're going to click on your name and then they're going to start looking at your stuff listening to your stuff that's the smartest way to network when you do you know podcasts yep. especially on sites like Mixcloud because people notice it mm-hmm. when I started out on Mixcloud I had no no followers at all I have close to 4,000 so I mean mm-hmm. and that's just from people clicking on my podcast I mean when I do my shows once I post them you know mm-hmm. the, the, the key of posting your, your podcast too is make sure you tag it right you know mm-hmm. if it's an interview tag interview yeah. don't don't tag the person's name people people waste you only get five tags on Mixcloud if you put the person's name in the tag 
tag, you're wasting a tag because the name's already in the title of the podcast. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it's an interview, you put interview. If the artist's indie, you put indie. If it's if it's rock music, then you put rock music. You know, just rock. You know, yeah. Right. Don't put your name in there. Don't put the artist's name in there. And when you do that, you'll see. You'll start the chart. I've, I can't tell you how many times I hit number one on the podcast chart just from tagging it right and having you can if you have say you have a hundred listeners a hundred followers even if you get 20 20 or 30 to listen to your show every week that's awesome yeah because you're, you're gonna get you know you're gonna move up in the chart and that i think that's how I, I was able to do it i don't i don't always get you know number one i've gotten it a few times and, and i'm you know i'm happy to even make like the top 20 or whatever but you have to tag it right and you know you just you have to network right and that's how you that's how you build it up and that's how i've done it so far i've been with mcleod for what almost two years now i've got about 12 uh, 12 followers now it just it also re- gotta remember it takes time to build up your audience when you're starting something new you have to remember you're gonna have to build up that audience you're gonna build up that networking as you go on also we should actually point out on mcleod you have to you're only for a free account you're only allowed up to f- five takes if I remember correctly mm-hmm. I think it's about five I think you're allowed on a free account I'm not sure on that I think it is yeah yeah so you're only limited up to five uh so take it correctly like Jimmy said that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. so what inspired behind the podcast um well like I said when I started a podcast in late 2017 and I saw the reaction to to uh you know my my friends and the listeners who really enjoyed the interview portions of the show um, I was just hooked on it from there and I think my inspiration to it is you know to me everybody has a story to tell and mm. to share somebody's story plus their music is a bonus to me and I, I thought it should just be done on one show not like in between me playing like you know two hours worth of music and then having an interview in the middle I always thought just like let's just get to the meat and the potatoes you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'll do my intro I'll answer I'll take the call I'll you know I'll, I'll play their song I'll talk to them. They'll tell me their, you know, their story. Boom, done. And to me, I felt like you don't lose people's attention span. Do that. It's it's right to the point. Bang, bang. Intro, you know, song. Boom, interview. End it with a song. Done. You know, try to do it like within 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, sometimes you're going to get like, you know, like a celebrity or somebody like that who's going to talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you let them talk. You know, you don't stop mm-hmm. them. Just let them. Yeah. Because I've, I've never stopped. I've had people have me on the phone for two hours. But what I'll do is now, now I've learned my lesson when i do that i'll split it into two uh to two shows instead mm-hmm. of you know, just one hour because i think if you if you have one episode going two hours yeah i think you're gonna lose somebody but to answer your question i i just love talking to people about their life and their music and what inspired them to write the songs and and uh you know good stuff like that so all right and you, actually recently you just had a interview that was two hours i remember that it was a great interview yeah thanks that was um Joe Villione from uh, from Boston. He he owns a, a record label. Mm-hmm. Some of this that I've had on the show, like uh, Greg Paquette, uh, Dave Godby, and Pamela Ruby Russell, um, the uh, the rapper that I had on IPD Green. Those are all people that he introduced me to. So yeah, mm-hmm. he was a very interesting guy. I mean, he's been around the music business for a long time. And when you have somebody like that come on your show, definitely let them talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, I had that recently uh, with Terry Tucker. That was just that was just, like you know you just let them talk and you know tell them their 
their life story. Yeah. So what sh- is there any specific genre of the artist that you have on your interview or just a little bit of everything? Kind of a mix and match? Um, I try. I don't I don't uh, just focus on one genre. I've had, like I said, I've had uh, I've had country artists on, rock artists. Um, I had a goth girl from the UK who was goth. I had her on, uh, Stella, Stella Wembley, her name mm-hmm. was. Um, I've had a sim pop band, uh, Lena and the Lions. She was also from the UK. Um, heavy metal bands. Um, I, I love all kinds of music. So, like I said, everybody has a story to tell. And uh, to me, everyone's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had guests on where you start interviewing them and it's it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's not that they're they're not a good guest. Mm-hmm. I just think some people are shy when you first start talking to them. And they have to, you have to build like a rapport with them. Yeah. And, you know, get them, make them feel at ease. And then once you make them feel at ease, then from there, it's just gold. You know, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had a guest on my show that I didn't like. Just took, sometimes it took me a little longer to to get them to open up as much but um any genre uh you know rap country rock blues i've had it all so i love it all right how many episodes have you had uh to date for the record machine show podcast uh we're up to 147 right wow almost 200 yeah and uh i i probably would have had over 200 by now um Mm. but i did move um a few years back and uh during the move i actually took like six months off so that you figure i did one show one or two shows a week that's probably like another 40 or 50 episodes so i probably would have been close to 200 by now but uh i love it and i guess more episodes more shows you do the the more you're building up the numbers you're building up the number of episodes you've done yeah i mean my next milestone will be it'll be 200 so uh, i mean that probably won't be till the end year but or or the beginning of next year but uh, i'm looking forward to it uh any plans for 200 episode number 200 i may i (laughs) I may have like i may ask the first maybe the first person i've ever had on the show come back do that and do it like a like a where are you now type of episode maybe okay cool that was actually a, just a sporadic question that came to my head as i went on so i just wrote it down so That's i know question. yeah yeah actually this is this episode is actually episode number 80 for me nice. so 20 more i'm gonna be at the the big hundred mark myself so getting there um do you have a favorite artist that you have interviewed probably the, my, my most favorite artist probably be um i'm gonna say mike floros from steel city mm-hmm. okay um me and him kind of just like hit it off um, I've had him on a few times uh, he's a great guitar player he's a, he's a great songwriter um, Steel City has two albums out um, Fortress and Mach 2 um, if you haven't heard him definitely check him out um, but I don't know he's kind of like we just hit it off real well and talk a lot off the air um, you know until this day um, he's probably my most favorite but uh, if I could name like one or two more I would say um, Jimmy Sweet definitely hmm. um, that guy from that cat from uh, Los Angeles California uh, I interviewed him first back in 2018 he had a uh, really cool song called Burning Like a Fever. And, uh, you know, we hit it off, too. We still talk a lot, too, off the air. And then I'd have to say um, Lewis St. August from Mass. Uh, he was a really good guest. Well, Okay. Uh, any interviews that are you're most excited to do coming up? Yeah, actually, um, there is. Um, that guy um, that I interviewed a few weeks ago, Joe, mm-hmm. Billy Jones, awesome. um, he introduced me to a friend of his called Ann. She's a, uh, I guess, an artist manager. And uh, she put me on her list of her artists and uh, so coming up in the next month or so uh, I'm going to be interviewing a guy named John Hall Um, you might remember him from the band Orleans he sang the song Still the One and uh, Dance With Me was another hit by them and uh, Love Takes Time was their last hit yeah 80 or so Um, but he has has a solo album um, out called Reclaiming My Time so we're going to talk about that and then the other band uh, that uh, I'm going to be interviewing is a band from the 70s they're called 
Firefall. And they had a song, You Are the Woman, and uh, Just Remember I Love You. They have a brand new album out called Comet. So I'm going to be talking to them as well. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about those. Those are some pretty, uh, some pretty big names. Awesome. What do you like to do when you're not on the podcast? My... My favorite thing to do, it's really kind of boring, but um, if it's if I'm working in the studio, I like to uh, I like to make uh, liner jingles for, for uh, other shows. Like I was talking, when I was tell- talking to you last week, I mm-hmm. told you um, I had recorded a bunch for the Gator Mix. Gator Mix is a, a station that I met on the video streaming platforms. I met them on uh, Vaughn Live again with, and then uh, when Vaughn was, you know, get to be like uh, too much drama and everybody switched over to cam up, mm-hmm. um, you know, I became friends with Scott. Um, Scott's the Florida Sun. That's his uh, mm-hmm. uh, screen name. He runs the Gator Mix. Um, he had asked me to uh, to record some stuff for uh, a new show that that's going to be on the Gator Mix called the Spin Room, and that's uh, DJ Lou. Uh, he hosts that show. Yeah. So um, I recorded a, a small package of uh, liners for that. And then if I'm not like doing anything radio related, be honest mm-hmm. with you, very boring. I just like to uh, <laughs> me and my wife just like to hang out and watch you know reality t- TV or or like <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big wrestling fan too. I love to watch uh, AEW wrestling. I know it's fake, but I still like to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's entertainment, right? That's the way to think of it. Yes. I know you're an avid football uh, fan. Do you have a favorite team or, you know, go to team that you cheer for? My favorite football team um, is the Buffalo Bills, which is close to where you live. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of Canadians root for Bills. I've been a fan of the Buffalo Bills since 1980. I watched them lose four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, they lost to the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys twice um, and I was very disappointed this year because they lost the Chiefs um, mm-hmm. uh, going for the AFC championship game but uh, Josh Allen is my favorite player he's the quarterback and uh, my favorite receiver is uh, Stefan Diggs um, it wasn't our year this year but hopefully next year we make it uh, to the Super Bowl yeah hopefully yeah I was very disappointed when uh, Mike Green Bay Packers uh, uh, unfortunately did not uh, go too far either but you know it is what it is it's a game and someone has to lose right Right? right, yeah, that's the way it is. But at least Rogers got the uh, the MVP award. Exactly. And um, uh, I was gonna say something else. I just totally forgot. <laughs> uh, do you have a website? I can't talk. Do you have a website like that you would like to promote? Sure. Um, I just actually re- redesigned it. Um, uh, I had a friend of mine do the banner. His name is uh, Nella. Um, he took the idea. I had an idea of a microphone with a hand wrapped around it, and uh, he did the banner for me, and then I did the layout. You know, I came up with the concept of the vinyl record in the background but uh everything about my show is up on there my testimonials pictures of all the guests um news of the upcoming guest it's the uh, the record machine show.com is the website okay uh oh i forgot to ask this question before that uh, anything else you'd like to add before we uh wrap up this podcast no not really i mean i think covered a lot of it um i just want to um you know thank you uh for taking you know the time out to, to talk to me about my show um i really appreciate it i appreciate all the people that 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 listen to the show weekly i appreciate um all the people that i work with to get the guests on the show and i appreciate um all the guests uh that come on the show and and, and share their stories with me and their music okay uh, any social media that you like to promote all my social media that that i'm on if you go to the website the record machine show.com at the bottom of the page there's a, a a bar that has all the social media links on it so you could just click on i have a twitter i have a, a, a uh instagram a youtube and uh my facebook 
uh, group page is on. So yeah. if anybody wants to follow any of those pages, they just click on whatever link they want. Now, I'll put the link in the description below on the audio only and also on YouTube as well. Thank you, Jimmy, for coming on to the show today. Much appreciated. Uh, always great to listen to your shows on a regular basis. So, and uh, oh, and also thank you for supporting the show for uh, since its uh, inception and two years ago, practically almost. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and um, I really enjoy listening to your show uh, as well. I think you're doing a great job with the interviews. Thank you. And of course, you can join the Facebook group on Facebook uh, by searching Crispy on the Web on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Miss Crispy on the Web. And I will see you guys on Thursday for a very special, already pre-recorded bonus episode of the podcast. Until then, thanks for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week again for a fresh round. It's the Entertainment Man Podcast.